My name is Tom, and I'm an alcoholic. Let's see. I don't know. I have no idea what I'm going to say. I thought I would just, like, come up here and, like, speak my mind, and it would all happen. It's not, not really happening yet. <laughs> so, um, man, uh, let's see. So, uh, I grew up in, uh, in New Jersey, and I come from a pretty big family. And uh, most people are uh, alcoholics and drug addicts and uh, criminals and, you know, other kinds of things that aren't really great, with a couple exceptions. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I remember having this feeling, even when I was like a little kid, that like nothing is right and that I'm not right and that other people, I don't really understand them and I don't really want to. And uh, I don't really like them very much, but I also like very much would like it if I could somehow understand what was happening and like get along easier. And I never really could, even when I was in like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade. And uh, I used to do real good in school. People said I was smart. I was like, oh, that's so great. Thanks. And, you know, but then a little bit later on, I started realizing, like, how much uh, I don't care about any of that. And uh, I started uh, finding other things in my life, like uh, smoking weed. I know this is Alcoholics Anonymous. I do, like, a lot of drugs. If it's going to offend anybody, I don't think it will. But I talk a lot about drugs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I started doing drugs because it's easier to do drugs when you're a kid than uh, buy booze for whatever reason. Or was for me then, anyway. And, uh, yeah, I remember being in, like, you know, 6th, 7th grade or whatever, and, you know, smoking weed and taking pills and, you know, drinking a couple beers or whatever. And I just remember that was, like, the first time that I felt okay in the world. You know, um, all the thoughts and feelings that, like, I wasn't enough and you weren't enough and I don't fucking care and I hate all these fucking people and I hate all these things and people expect things out of me and I don't like it and everyone in my family is completely fucked up and I hate them. You know, I didn't think about any of that stuff. I was able to just like relax in the present moment and be at peace like with myself and other people. And I was like, wow, you know, this is fucking it. And um, I started really getting into music. I used to hang out by myself a lot and just listen to music. And I could relate with a lot of the music stuff that I was finding much more than I could relate with like other people that I was around. And um, shortly after that, I got my, my first job at a pharmacy. Um, uh, I was like selling a little bit of weed already. And I got this job at this mom and pop pharmacy when I was like 14 or 15. And I, uh, you know, long story short, I started stealing from there. And then I started stealing a lot from there. Then I started stealing a whole lot from there. And, uh, and that helped launch what became, you know, as a job into a career. And, um, <laughs> and I thought I was doing pretty good. And around that time, too, I started realizing that um, going to school was a waste of my time. And I don't need to go to school anymore because I have it all figured out. I've got a good job. Um, that's the whole reason to go to school. People told me to go to school so you can get a good job. And I was like, I got a pretty good job, so I don't need to go to school anymore. And uh, I started I started playing music too, 
the same music I was getting into, you know, I started playing in bands and stuff, and I was like 16 years old, you know, hanging out with a bunch of old people, you know, people as old as I am now, and, uh, you know, just doing drugs and playing music and traveling around the country, and uh, I had this great idea, like, you know, we'd, like, go on these shitty tours and stuff, nothing, like, extravagant or whatever, and try to sell, like, a T-shirt for, like, five bucks and nobody has any money. And I remember I thought to myself, I was like, next time we go, just bring a bunch of fucking drugs. And uh, so we'd sell, like, you know, three T-shirts and, like, a kilo, you know? Because <laughs> nobody has five dollars for a T-shirt. But Anyway, so that was working out pretty good. Let's see. You know, so that was, like, my high school... Supposed, supposed to have been in high school years, right? And, uh, you know, from like 14 to 18, I got arrested maybe like 25 times. Um, I got sent to this place called the North Plainfield Adult Alternative Academy, which was for uh, people that are not doing great. And, uh, <laughs> And I, I liked it very much because I, I got to meet a lot of other people that were from outside my little circle that were doing the same things that I were doing in other circles. And, um, and it was great. I really, I really enjoyed my, my short time there um, meeting other like criminals and connects and stuff. And, and it worked out pretty good. I'm not even being sarcastic. And, um, you know, in that time, a lot of bad shit happened. I got arrested a lot. I was a minor, so like not too many terrible things happened except for that little thing and whatever. And um, the one bad thing that happened that, you know, I got in a, a bad car wreck. I wasn't driving, I was in the back of a car, slid out of control. Long story short, I went flying out the back windshield and I broke you know, half the bones of my body. I was in the hospital for like a month and a half. And they told me like, you might not ever walk again, all this shit. And, you know, I had like tubes in my mouth and. My legs were hanging from the ceiling when I woke up and shit. And I was on the Jeopardy button, the morphine. And uh, I remember, you know, fast forward out of that, you know, like a month and a half later, you know, I'm crutching around and I was just looking at all the prescriptions and I, I was so relieved and happy because I was like, man, you know, everybody feels bad for me. Everyone's coming, oh, but I heard what happened. I'm so sorry. I thought you were gonna die. You know, all that kind of shit, which is true. And I was like, oh, man, now nobody expects anything from me. I've got, like, an unlimited amount of fucking Oxycontin and God knows what else and whatever. And I could milk this, like, for however fucking long, you know. And I, I you know, I'm a fucking idiot, right? Like, uh, it's not a good thing. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. And uh, I didn't take a lot of the medicine for a long time. I would, like, lay there in agony for months, actually. So that thinking about when I'm all the way better gonna have like 500 oxycontins and uh and that's what i did and uh that too was very awesome when uh <laughs> i snapped out of it you know i was 17 years old just hobbling around getting high selling pills and uh thinking i was hot shit maybe i was i don't know but uh i definitely thought i was you know so because of all my arrests, I wasn't allowed to get a driver's license. That was like one of the stipulations until I was 18 years old. So I finally went out and I got a driver's license. And, uh, you know, I'm still selling drugs and playing in bands and doing whatever. And, you know, I got a DWI. And uh, I got sentenced to go to rehab and sentenced to go to AA. 
and uh, they told me I had to give them all this fucking money and be on probation, which I was already on probation and all this other shit. So I decided to uh, live at this like squat house up the way and not do any of that instead and uh, just see what happens. And that, that lasted for a while. I ended up moving down here to Austin in about uh, 2004, five, six, something, I don't know. My memory's not too great because of all this drugs and shit. And uh, yeah, and I, I was like, I'm not doing any of this shit. What are they gonna do, take away my license? Fuck them, you know? <laughs> and uh, I moved down here and uh, I was like, whatever, fuck all that stuff, you know? And I was sick of it up there anyway. It was expensive and shitty and full of people that I hate. Kind of like how it is here now. And, uh, <laughs> I wasn't having a great time. So I moved down here, you know, and it was really fucking hot. And uh, that was like the biggest difference. And I started doing all the same shit, you know. Um, I wasn't trying to do anything different. I was like, yeah, I'll just do. I moved down here because it was super fucking cheap. Uh, I was living at this shithole off Cameron for like 250 a month. And I was like, I can find $250 every month and live inside, that'll work. And uh, I started playing in bands and immediately trying to find out who's who and try to sell coke and do shit like that and do whatever. And uh, yeah, I loved it, man, it was easy. Like go to any bar, you get tall boys for a dollar, it's fucking cocaine and drugs everywhere. People were pretty fucking nice, so that was kind of weird. And, uh, you know, like, what's not to love around it? I was like, here I am, and I live in fucking Texas now. And uh, got right back into the same shit, you know. Like, I'm down here like a week, get a fucking PI, you know. I got thrown in jail for getting in a fight in the middle of the fucking street in front of the fucking hole in the wall on St. Patrick's Day. And I didn't even know it was St. Patrick's Day or South by Southwest. So I fucking get down there and I'm like, why the fuck is every person in jail fucking white and wearing a green shirt? Like, oh, it's fucking St. Patrick's Day. Fucking ridiculous, man. And I was like, I'm never, you know, this is why St. Patrick's Day sucks. <laughs> only idiots come out on New Year's and all these fucking, I was like, it was St. Patrick's Day's fault. You know, I blacked out and got thrown out of a place and did stupid shit, you know. And, uh, yeah, let's see, where do we go to from there? Um, you know, same shit over and over and over again. I'm getting drunk, I'm getting high. I'm having a good time, I'm having a horrible time, I hate myself, I hate everybody else, I get really drunk, I get really high, I don't think about any of that shit, everything is going on, blah, 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 you know, then I fall in love with this, uh, <laughs> this fucking asshole, and, uh, um, one day is like, we're together for like three years, you know, uh, like we're selling drugs together, doing all kinds of stupid shit, we're like inseparable, and she's like, you know, I've got this idea, you know what if you like went to school and we stopped doing drugs? I was like, yeah, so why not, you know? So I paid to go to high school at Austin Community College because I stopped going to school in like the fucking ninth or 10th grade. And uh, they were like, hey, what's geometry? I'm like, I don't fucking know what geometry is. So now I'm paying like fucking, you know, a stupid amount of money to go to college. I'm working a regular job. I stopped selling drugs. I'm like cooking at a restaurant for like $8 an hour and I'm trying to like get onto the, you know, the righteous path because some fucking girl said it was a good idea. I was like, fuck me. And I've, uh, I did that for almost a whole year. 
I was I was going to school. I was working two jobs. I didn't drink or do drugs. It took me like months and months to finally like stop drinking and doing drugs and like taper off. But I did. And about like nine, ten months in, like I've never been as miserable as I've been in my entire fucking life. Um, I was ready to kill her. I was ready to kill myself. I was ready to kill anybody that fucking came near me. I ended up actually. Uh, this is I don't know if this is a low point or a high point, but I'm working at this restaurant and uh, I fucking lose my fucking shit in the middle of this place in my shift. I'm like I fucking quit, and the owner comes up to me. He's like, "What the fuck is your fucking problem?" Blah 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 blah. And I choked him out <laughs> in the parking lot, and I'm like, "Man, like uh, you know, I've never really had like a real job, you know." I'm like, this is what all these people talk about. Like, I hate my boss. <laughs> I hated this fucking guy. And uh, it felt really good. <laughs> but uh, I left there, man. I, I hadn't drank or done drugs or anything. And I left there and my heart was fucking pounding. And I was losing my fucking mind. I called my buddy. I'm like, hey, man, like, what the fuck, dude? I think I don't have a job anymore. And like, I fucking hate everything. And he's like, oh, well, let's hang out, you know? So now I'm high. <laughs> You know, and then this girl was like, fuck you, you know, you're supposed to not do drugs and be in love with me. And I was like, fuck you. And I started doing it all over again. And then um, shit started getting really bad. I started having health problems. I was shitting blood and throwing up blood and smoking four packs of cigarettes every fucking day and doing cocaine for breakfast and fucking heroin and everything else and just anything anybody would give me. And fucking, uh, you know, it's not really great for your health, I guess, right? And, um, you know, I wasn't eating very much food and shit or having a place to live very often. And, uh, you know, things weren't going so great. And I remember thinking to myself, like, maybe I should stop doing this. But I I didn't know how. And I didn't know anybody else that did either. And uh, so that went on for years. Years. More years of just bullshit and being a miserable fucking cunt and hating myself and wanting to kill myself. And then every once in a while, I would stop drinking for like a couple weeks and shit. And I remember I would think to myself like, okay, I haven't done any drugs in two weeks and my life is still fucking shit. So uh, life without drugs and drinking sucks too. So I'm just going to keep drinking and doing drugs because uh, this fucking sucks. And um, I went to my first AA meeting, this place called the Liars Club. I remember I like looked down the list and it was like Bolden Group, I hope for you the liars and I was like I'm a liar <laughs> I go to this place but I got down there and it was like bullshit like it wasn't like as advertised it was like a bunch of people like telling the truth and like hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and also I hated it anyway because like I was just, I had like you know I had a bad attitude right um, long story short and people were nice to me hey I haven't seen you before do you have a book do you want my phone number and I was like Dude, I just want to like you know stay out of fucking jail and uh, quit drinking like I don't need your fucking phone number you know like and I left and I didn't go to any meetings for a while and you know I just kept doing that more years went by same fucking shit I can go on and tell all the stupid in between stories some of them are pretty funny some of them are really sad you know all my fucking friends are dead or in prison or in jail you know I've been arrested for attempted murder you know like I can go on and on and on basically it's not, nothing nothing fucking amazing was happening and um, let's see so now I'm with this other girl, and she's a full-blown alcoholic, so this is, like, perfect, you know, like, uh, not like the other one that was like, we should stop doing drugs. And, uh, <laughs> but here's where it's all fucked up now, because now I'm, like, 
hey, you know, I, I think I might want to stop drinking. And uh, she's like, what, you fucking idiot? You know? <laughs> and uh, it was hard. And I remember one time, you know, I'd gone back and forth a little bit. Like, I'd been sober for maybe, like, four months. And then uh, she went on this, like, weekend trip, and I, I ended up, like, fucking, you know, drinking a 30-pack and doing enough drugs to kill a horse. And I had sex with, like, anybody that was not her and, like, as often as I could in one weekend. And then, like, I woke up, and I was like, she came back on Monday, and she's like, how come you didn't answer your phone? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, what am I doing? Oh, that's right, the same shit that I've been doing the, the forever. You know, I don't know how to not do this stuff. And I hate myself after I do all of it. And I have to drink and I have to do drugs. It's the only way I can get it to turn all that stuff off. Just like when I was a kid. And uh, one day, I remember I'm sitting there. And this is one of the places I came in my you know, bouts of sobriety, which wasn't really anything more than coming to a meeting every so often, looking around thinking about how much I fucking hate it, and then going home and thinking about killing myself. That was the program that I worked at the time. And... Um, <laughs> I was sitting there, I'm drinking a beer after work at this shitty job because I'm not selling drugs again, trying to be like a real person in society, which fucking sucks. And um, I was drinking a couple of beers. I remember I was just sat there and I like, couldn't even drink it. I was looking at him like, what am I doing? Like, how far is it going to go this time until, you know, what, what's going to be the breaking point this time? And I sat there, and I, I looked at my fucking watch, and I knew that there would be a meeting at this fucking place. So I hopped on my fucking super <coughs> cool bicycle. Over, I was living in this fucking rat-infested shithole off Oak Springs and Airport, back when that used to be a not amazing neighborhood. And uh, came here, and it was a speaker meeting, just like it is tonight. And, uh, man, that was fucking depressing. Not because of the, what it was. I was like, you know, I came to an AA meeting on my own volition, it was some fucking lady that, to my standard, like, wasn't even a real alcoholic, and the whole story was bullshit. And I fucking just hate everybody. at the end, they're like, does anybody want a chip, you know? And I came up, and I got the chip, and everyone was like, clapping and shit. And I was like, fuck this, you know? And uh, I woke up the next morning. It was a Friday, Saturday, and I came, I came back again. And I don't know why. I just didn't know what else to do. And I came here, and uh, I did that for about three or four weeks I came here every every day almost and uh, I wouldn't say nothing to nobody and I would just ride my bike here and think about killing myself and how much I want to drink and get high and do stupid shit and hurt people and hurt myself and just I was like jump, crawling out of my fucking skin and uh, I went I would, after, I would come here at 5.30 then I would ride my bike around the neighborhood until 8 o'clock and come back so as I go to this other fucking meeting down the street that I don't like very much called 1313. And uh, I went there and I saw this guy and he seemed all right. And I'm riding my bike down South Congress and I see this coffee shop and I see a guy from the meeting and he was like cheering or doing something. I knew he was like important in AA because he like did something there. And uh, every time I would come here, people would be like, hey man, how you doing? And I'd say, oh, pretty good. You know, but I was not doing pretty good. And for some reason, this guy, I, wrote, I went right up to him. And I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Didn't I see you, you know, down at that place? You know? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, what's, what's up, man? And uh, sometimes I forget that, like, I look like a lunatic, and it could be kind of weird to come up to somebody. <laughs> and this guy was like a normal guy, and he, he's cool. And uh, 
he's like, how you doing? And I, I fucking, I broke down. I've never told anybody in my life the truth until I told this guy. I said, I'm not doing good, man. Um, I, I want to stop drinking. I want to stop doing drugs. I want to get my shit together. I don't think that I can. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to. I want to kill myself. I think that I should. Um, I feel like a fucking loser. I hate everything. I've been going to these fucking meetings. I fucking hate it. I've been going to this fucking job. I fucking hate it. I'm never going to get it right. I've been trying to get it right for years, and I'm never going to fucking be able to. My biggest, best plan is to do something so stupid I go to prison for the rest of my life or kill myself. And this guy was like, yeah, I get it, dude. Here's my, call me tomorrow. And I did. I called him, and we started working the steps. And uh, I still came here every day. Um, I used to sit over there so that I could look at the steps so that when people would say, step two, I could look at the wall and pretend I knew what people were talking about. I could also see the clock from over there so I could get the fuck out of here, you know? And, uh, man, it was hard. It was so fucking hard. Um, it's crazy how much I fucking hated it, how close I was to killing myself. And, uh, I had a whole notebook full of ways to kill myself that I deemed were very awesome. <laughs> uh, I go to aisle three in Walmart at 12 o'clock on a Sunday in front of everybody. I'm a sick, I'm, I'm fucking stupid. You know? And uh, it went on. And I lost it one day out of my backpack. And I remember thinking, <laughs> I'm like, somebody, I, I hope somebody finds this. <laughs> I, I don't know that. There was other shit in there too. Some like really cool songs I wrote, you know. And, uh, yeah, fucking idiot, right? This is why I can't stop drinking. And uh, yeah, I came here and, and I, uh, you know, I'm talking to my sponsor. We're working the steps. Everything is, you know, really great. And he's like, "Do you share at the meetings?" And I was like, "No, I don't fucking share at the meetings." Dude. Like, you know, what do I, I don't know anything about this shit, you know? And he was, I was like, "I fucking hate everybody there. Every I don't know anything." He's like, "That say that. That's what you should say." So I came here the next day, and uh, there's like you know a lull, and I know I'm like, "Oh, my name is Tom. I'm an alcoholic. I fucking hate this place, and I want to drink, and I can't stop drinking, and uh, I'm not really having a great time, you know, whatever the fuck I said, you know, thanks." And Jim came up to me at the end of the meeting. He was like, I really liked what you said. <laughs> it pissed me off. So bad. I was like, this motherfucker patronizing me. You know, he's sharing like positive shit every day and his Hawaiian shirts and shit. And, uh, yeah, you know, and... Uh, you know, and he, he, this, this guy that I started working with, he, he basically said, he's like, you know, do you have a problem with, with alcohol? And I was like, yeah, dude. And he's like, okay. You know, do you think there's anything out there that can help you with that? And I was like, oh, you mean like God, right? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, hasn't, hasn't fucking happened yet. You know, uh, I don't really, not, I don't like hate God. I'm not one of those like smart scientific atheists or whatever, but I don't believe in God. I'm not like here to debate shit and you know, the universe. I'm just like, I don't fucking know. If, if there is a guy, like, he fucking has been a pretty dick for a while to me. So that sucks. But you want me to say yes, right? That's the whole idea here, you know? And this guy was like, I don't get, I don't care what you fucking say. I want you to tell me the truth. And I was like, so do you think there's a 0 0.001 chance of something out there? Or else, why else would you come to these meetings, you know? And I was like, look, dude, I can get down with a percentage like 0 0.01. 
And that's exactly what it says in the book, you know, like if you if you now believe or if you're willing to believe there's something out there, then you know, we assure this guy he's on his way. And that's what this guy did. And then he was like, Okay, step three. You know, uh we're gonna make a commitment now between you and me and whatever the zero point one thing is out there, we're gonna work the rest of the steps to the best of our ability. You know, he was very adamant to be like I don't, you know, you're not going to be on step two for three months and go kill yourself. Like, we need to get into this shit. He's like, you are fucked, dude. Like, I've talked to you for a while now. Like, we need to get you going on this. And uh, and I couldn't, I, I was like, yeah. And for some reason, you know, I've been around here a couple times in the past, and people would be like, you need to go to 90 meetings in 90 days. I'm like, man, I got other shit that I'm trying to get my life together, you know. But when I came in this time, and uh, I talked to this guy in that fucking parking lot, and he said, call me, and I, I need you to be able to take directions. And if you're not going to, don't fucking waste my time. I, I, I heard him. And uh, I would do anything he fucking said, you know, within reason. And he never said anything that wasn't within reason. or that, And he would tell me to do something, open up the book, and say, this is what that is in the book. This is where it comes from. This is what step three and four is. And here it is in the book. He never asked me to do, you know, stupid shit. He asked me to do this program. And, uh... He would, I would do some shit and then call him and then do it and call him and do it. Like sometimes I call this motherfucker like three times a day. I'm like, I made the fucking list. Like I need something else to do now. Like, cause man, I was crawling out of my skin for months, months and months and months, you know, fucking, I remember one time Steve over there and these other people are like, we're all going to a pool party. You know, you want to come to the pool with us? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I want to go to the pool. You know, but people were like, when people ask you to do shit in here, you should say yes and like join this fellowship of people, you know. And uh, man, I just wanted to like kill myself and drink. I ended up hanging out with Steve's dad for like four hours. It was not me and Steve's dad are bros now. And uh, and people would be like, hey, you want to go get coffee? And like, my like, only coffee. You know, I barely want to come here. I don't want to go there with you. you know? But this guy was like, when people ask you to do stuff, just say yes. Don't say no. Don't say, I don't know. Just do it. Nothing bad. What's the worst thing that could happen if you do this shit? And what's the worst thing that could happen if you don't do this shit? What's the best thing that could happen if you do this shit? What's the best thing that could happen if you don't do this shit? And that always stuck with me. And every time I thought about that, I'm like, well, the worst thing that could happen is I'll be right where I fucking started. I know what that's all about. The best thing, I don't fucking know. Maybe I'll turn into one of these fucking stupid people that I hate. <laughs> you know, spoiler alert, that's what happened. <laughs> and, uh, but I would always just say yes and stuff. And even after coming here like six months, seven months, I always felt like this was like your guy's place that I would just come to. And that's how I felt everywhere I went my whole life. Um, even if I was invited or part of the group or whatever, I was always there by myself. And uh, I, that's how I felt here. No matter how nice everybody was, whatever. And that all changed one day. I was sitting there at the end of the meeting, and uh, this guy comes up to me. I know this guy. I don't like this fucking guy. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, why don't, you, why don't you go ahead and take out all the trash? I remember thinking about I didn't bring one piece of fucking trash into this place. <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck would this guy ask me to take out your fucking guy's trash. Fuck this guy. I don't bring trash in here because I don't clean shit up. Fuck. And I was like, okay, yeah. Clean the trash. Because <laughs> somebody asked me to, and I'm, I'm doing the right thing, as what other people told me. 
I don't know what happened when I took out that trash. Something fucking magical and spiritual and from God or who the fuck ever. It all came. When I came back the next fucking day, I felt like I was part of this group. Maybe it was a coincidence that I took out the trash and it was going to happen on that day anyway. But I think it's because I took out the trash. And uh, that was a good feeling. And uh, I didn't want it to be a good feeling. I didn't want to be one of those people that gets good feelings from doing nice things for people. (laughs) But it was happening. And shortly after that, I was in a meeting and uh, some girl was sharing. And she's like, you know, I've got 23 days or whatever. And everything And when she said that, it had dawned on me that I had stopped counting the days. And I've gotten sober a lot of times. And every fucking time I could tell, it's been 92 days. It's been 38 days. It's been 31 days and 17 hours and eight fucking minutes, you know. I counted every fucking thing. But I was so involved in doing all this bullshit, coming here all the fucking time and trying to be honest with other people, and failing big time, by the way, and... uh, you know, at this point, I was getting into the immense process and shit, and I thought, I'm like, man, how many days? When did I stop counting? And, like, every hair, and I'm a hairy fucking guy, dude. All of them fucking stood up, and I felt them. I was sitting over there in my not usual spot, you know, because I didn't need to look at the steps anymore. I knew what they were now. I didn't have to sit over there and look at them because I've been reading this book every fucking day. <laughs> and, uh, and it felt good. I felt, I felt so good from the inside. And uh, don't get me wrong at all. I walked out that door and the bullshit was in my face pretty quick again. But uh, I knew that that good feeling came from doing the stuff and coming here. And I was like, if I want that to keep happening, maybe I should keep doing the stuff and see if that can happen again. And, uh, man. I started making amends. How much time we got? I don't know. That was fucking shitty, man. I had a lot. That was the thing I was real scared of when I started looking at the steps. I um, I didn't really live a, an honest life before I got here. I fucked over pretty much everybody. Other people are just obstacles in my way or things I can use to get my way. I don't give a fuck about other people. I don't give a fuck if you give a fuck about me. These were like the things that I told myself in order to operate in this way my whole life. And I grew up not being able to trust anybody or myself, and I carried that with me into my life. I learned a lot about um, tempering my expectations in the immense process. This guy was like, start with the easy ones. The very first fucking guy I call, he's just fucking, he's this other asshole. This guy's just like me from a long time ago. I'm like, this guy won't care. He's an asshole, too. Mm-hmm. Haven't talked to him a lot. I call him. The very first guy, the easy one. And I'm like, hey, what's up, man? It's Tom Guerrero. And he was like, Tom Guerrero? And I thought you were fucking dead. I hope, I wish that you were. And he hung up on me. <laughs> I call my sponsor. Like, I'm like, hey, dude, I, I think I might have made my first amends. <laughs> and he was like, oh, how, how'd it go? And I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I called this fucking guy, and, you know, he, uh, he said he wished I was dead. And then, uh, so that was the easy one. So the, the hardest one I had to do was, uh, man, I wanted to get a driver's license. I hadn't really ever had one for two. I had a driver's license for, like, one year of my life. And uh, 
so now I got like a DWI in New Jersey, 38 or so warrants across a couple states or whatever. And uh, so I go and get my driver's license. This guy, I'm talking to this other idiot guy I know, and he's like, oh, dude, you can get an ID or driver's license and warrants at the DPS. They don't give a fuck. And I was like, all right, cool. So I go down there, and he was right. And uh, I got a driver's license. And I bought this fucking Dodge Neon for $200 off this fucking girl I know. And, uh, and I got a car and a license. And I'm, like, sober. I'm, like, working this, like, real job in my fucking car and shit. And I'm calling my sponsor. I'm, like, dude, you know it's kind of crazy, dude. I'm driving around. And all I'm thinking is, like, I'm going to get pulled over. Like, I have all these warrants and shit. And he was like, oh, have you thought about uh, turning yourself in? No, I'm like, you fucking idiot. You know? like, Who the fuck does that? You know? And I was like, all right, I got, I got to go. I'm going to go to a meeting now. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, this fucking guy. <laughs> get a load of this fucking guy. Turn yourself in. It's time to get a new sponsor, right? And, uh, and man, like, weeks go by, and uh, I don't know what happened. I mean, going to these fucking meetings, I'm making these other amends and shit. Take my fucking Dodge Neon. I drive down a fucking Red River, pull up at the at the court, and I go into the prosecutor's office. And I was like, "Hey, what's up, man? I don't have a court date. Uh, this is my name. This is who I am. Some things might happen when you put that in, <laughs> and we'll see what's up." And he was like, "Uh, okay." Uh. This motherfucker comes in with this like shit-eating grin on his face, dude, and he takes a book like he took like this. And he's just like, Mr. Guerrero, so, uh, what did you expect to happen here today, you know? <laughs> and, uh, that's when it hit me. I was like, man, this AA stuff has fucking got me fucked. Like, <laughs> like I'm sitting in a prosecutor's office that I walked into <laughs> willingly, you know? Um, I'm used to going, like, the other direction. And, uh, and I looked at him, and I don't know... How I thought, and I was like, look, man, as you can see in all that stuff, I used to live my life a certain way. Recently, I've been trying to not live my life that way. I'm trying to do something different, and I'm willing to do whatever it is that you think I need to do. You know, and he's like, well, what, what do you expect to happen? And I was like, you know, my, my previous experience with stuff like this is I either get locked up or I give you all my money or combo loco, you know, like whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I don't see you. What, what, what do you want me to send this myself? Like, what? <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I wasn't a dick to him or not. I didn't think I was. Anyway, he was like, I'll tell you what. He's like, how much money you got with you right now? And I was like, yeah, I got $1,500. I just emptied my bank account. It's like, you know, he's like, he's like, most of this shit is really old. And I was like, yeah, I know. He's like, where have you been? I was like, where the fuck you been? <laughs> I was like, I lived up the road, bro. Anyway. Motherfucker. And, uh. I don't know, I, and no, none of it was too serious. I mean, there was a lot of shit. I'd already done my serious shit and got that dealt with. It was like, you know, 15 PIs and drunken disorderly and resisting arrest and not showing up to court. And it was a lot of dumb shit. It wasn't, there were no fucking felonies on that shit. Or we wouldn't have been having that conversation. Um, but it's a lot of shit, and I was scared. And uh, I'm finally getting my shit together and feeling good for the first time in my life, and I'm about to ruin it and go get locked up. Fucking idiot! I'm like, I knew this shit was gonna fuck. Anyway, this motherfucker goes. Uh, he's like, I'll, I'll, I'm willing to, you know, whatever the fuck he calls it, suggest to the judge that you give me all your fucking money and we get the fuck out of here. And I was like, really? 
<laughs> and he was like, yeah, man. And I go, but he's like, but the judge has to agree. So I'm like, this motherfucker. But, and this guy's like, I never ever want to see you again. You know, all that kind of shit. And, they, and I walked out of there. I fucking walked out. Walked back to my fucking Dodge Neon, and I was on fire, dude, head to toe. It was the first time in, like, over 20 years that I wasn't locked up on probation, on paper. I had the fucking papers that said that I'm done. That I'm done. I don't have warrants. I don't have nothing. And I kept it for, like, three years. Because I'd always heard of people saying shit that like their warrants got mixed up and getting pulled over and shit and all that. I kept that motherfucker for years. I like, and I called my sponsor. I'm like, dude, you won't believe this fucking shit, dude. I am calling you because I have already gone to this fucking place and now I left and everything is good. And he was like, oh, that sounds great, man. Now you should go to a meeting. And I was like, this fucking guy, dude. Like, fucking killjoy dude <laughs> finally it's the first time I call him and say like I don't want to kill myself you think this motherfucker would be happy <laughs> you know no he's cool man I like this guy but uh yeah and uh man I felt good I felt free I felt like I felt like it was okay to be myself and uh that was new and uh that's all I had wanted in the first place all the drinking all the drugs all the fucking strangers all the lying, all the fucking manipulating, all the bullshit was just an attempt to feel okay in my own skin. And, uh, and it, it would work sometimes for a little bit until it didn't. And now I'm doing all this shit and trying to take care of it. And it felt good, but man, it talks in the book. The road to reconstruction is long. It's longer for some of us than others. I'm still dealing with some shit, man. God damn, bro. But it's what I have to do if I want to stay sober and be okay with that decision in my own skin. Because it's not just about not drinking. It's not just about not doing drugs. You know, people would say, how free do you want to be? And I used to hide from shit, you know, like legal stuff and stuff with relationships and stuff with myself. And I would hide and think I was so sneaky and smart and manipulative, but really I was just a fucking weasel. And sometimes I'd get away with it when I wouldn't. I'd be a fucking bitch about it and either, you know, stab somebody or fucking run away from them or, you know and here I am at the end. I just I don't have to do that shit I've learned how to put one foot in front of the other and just take care of my shit all starting with call me tomorrow and read this and call me again and make this list and call me again and um, I remember I started praying and shit <laughs> uh, to what I don't fucking know I don't fucking care either, you know. I'll tell you, I felt like a bozo. <laughs> this guy, I was trying to write my fourth step, and I'm like, dude, I, I, I'm like running out of ideas. I, I hate everybody in a general sense, but like, it's just, and he was like, did you think about praying for the willingness? I was like, I don't fucking think about praying for the willingness, bro. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, hey, you know, whatever. Can I have some fucking willingness, please? <laughs> I'm like looking over my shoulder like, like somebody might see me through the window. Or that, you know, oh, I saw him praying, you know. Because <laughs> I want everybody to think I'm cool as a cucumber, you know, but the, really I care about what you guys think, you know. And, uh, and I don't know, man, it worked. If nothing else, uh, praying and all that kind of shit, it, it stops the thought train. And the thought train is like, how do I get mine? How am I going to be okay? What do I have to do to control these situations so that I will end up being okay and get the results that I want? And they're just always firing. And I can pause it. 
by saying, hey, look, please help me out. You know, and the prayers can be as short or as long as I want. I tried meditating. Man, I, I got I've, I've real bad anxiety, ADHD, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Any combination of letters, I have a lot of those. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm thinking, like, to meditate, you know, you got to go like a mountain or a dark room and get pillows and all this shit. And maybe you do. <laughs> Um, some for some people, but like you, I turn out the lights on me, and my brain goes on fire even worse than it started. Um, but I found things that worked for me, and I and and also I tried new things and failed at them, and that was okay, which is also new for me. I don't like new things. I don't like things that I'm not good at right away. It's the biggest thing I hated about this fucking place. Period. Um, I want to be good at things right away, or I make excuses. Oh, that shit ain't for me. Fuck that shit. And uh, I like to go on walks and just ask questions to myself or the universe. You know, praying is when you talk to God, and meditating is when you listen. You know, all the bullshit people say in here. And uh, I just need to slow down my thoughts. That's 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 big for me. I don't know what other people do. I don't really give a fuck. And um, man, the last, you know handful of years has been nothing short of fucking amazing and crazy you know I, I was coming here for years and years and uh and, I, and I, I i came to like this place man all the shit i said before i gotta say the other shit now to you you know one day i stopped being miserable i looked forward to coming here i remember i was coming here so much i was outside smoking and i used to sit in that chair like i was talking about so i could see the steps and i came in and some motherfucker i don't even know he goes, hey, am I sitting in your seat? And I got so fucking offended. Like, I don't have a seat. Jim's got a seat. And Bill's got a seat. And the guy John Paul's got a seat. Like, I'm not a motherfucker with an assigned seat outside. And I realized, like, man, I've been sitting in that same seat every fucking day for, like, two years. Like, I've got a seat in this place. Fuck, I'm one of those guys. And, uh. I had mixed feelings. I told, I'm like, no, bro, sit in the seat. I'll sit somewhere else. And then the next day I came in, and somebody's, I'm like, look, nobody better be in my fucking seat. <laughs> the 5.30 is where it's at. And, uh, yeah, and I just started doing stuff. People be like, hey, will you tell your story? And I'd say, yeah. And they'd say, hey, will you take out the trash? I said, yeah. Hey, will you lock up? I'd say, yeah. You know, and I just did all the things they suggested. I said, go to 90 meetings in 90 days. I did that. You know, I didn't even count them. I just went to as many as I could without making excuses. I know honestly when I'm making excuses, and I didn't make any fucking excuses because I wanted this shit. Like, I made so many excuses every other time. This time around, you couldn't keep me out of this fucking place if you tried, which sounds fucking crazy, but, you know, they say you got to go after it with the desperation of a drowning person. That's what I did. I, and I was fucking drowning, and, and I knew it. And I didn't know what... I didn't have high hopes for this motherfucker, but... It was the only thing I had left, so I started just going for it. I call this guy every day, and he was like, hey, get other people's phone number. Call, ask them how their day is going. I was like, god damn it, dude. <laughs> and I did that too, you know? And then a big one for me was uh, these guys were like, hey, man, we take this meeting down to uh, Austin Recovery every Monday night. I was like, every Monday night? <laughs> he was like, yeah, you want to go? And I was like, Yes. You know, and I did, and I came to love it, man. Um, we'd go down there and talk with the guys, and then a group of us. Sometimes we wouldn't all, always go, and then we'd go out to, to dinner afterwards and shit, and it felt good. It just felt good. Um, not because I was helping people. I'd give a fuck about a bunch of guys in fucking rehab. It's like, you guys will get it together or not. 
I like talking. I like meeting you guys. I'm doing this to stay sober. This is what I do to stay sober. You guys want to, blah, 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 blah. But like, it just felt good to be doing something. Like, you know, that's not what I used to do on Monday night. I didn't used to go down to fucking Buda to go talk to a bunch of guys in fucking slippers about fucking not doing dope anymore. Like, and there's nothing wrong. I was that guy. I never went to fucking rehab or treatment. I crawled in this motherfucker going, how do you guys stop drinking and doing drugs? You know, and they were like, hey, keep coming. You know? like, so it's nothing, nothing against all this shit. I'm just saying, like, that's not, it's not normal for me, man. And I, I started doing it, and I liked it. And uh, doing shit like this, and I liked it. You know, uh, I've done a lot of shit. Am I going to get on some prosperity gospel? Like, oh, my life is so good. I got more than $2 in my pocket today, and I'm sober. But uh, shit's good, man. I got a kid. He's good. I love him to death, man. I would never be able to do shit like that when I was out there and take care of him and, and, be, and be good about it. Um, a lot of adult responsibility shit that I used to hide from I'm currently doing now and it feels fucking great and I love it but the most important thing is that I wake up in the morning and I don't look over my shoulder I don't think about what happened yesterday I don't think about what happened 20 years ago when I first came in here I had nightmares every fucking night I used to ask my sponsor when am I going to be able to go to sleep dude he was like I'm fucking that with you <laughs> he was like uh, what kind of a stupid question is that bro I was like I don't fucking know it's like, I was like I can't sleep I'm up till like 4 o'clock in the morning it's, having nightmares when I finally do get to sleep for the first couple of years of my sobriety. And uh, it was hard, and that, that's, that's gone away. I've, I've sought outside help outside of this place for other stuff that, you know, the fourth step and the ninth step and some fucking guy in the backyard that quit drinking a couple of days ago couldn't help me with. <laughs> I had to find some other people that know about some deeper shit to help me with other stuff, but the sobriety has to be my foundation. Without the sobriety, I can't do any, anything else. And... Uh, I don't fucking know. It's probably about the end of the time, so I don't really feel like saying anything else. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah.